welcome to the Inside Out Theory, the home for performing artists to unlearn what they've been taught so they can become who they are. This is where artists and entrepreneurs become self-made and unfuckwithable. So sit back and let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Inside Out Theory. Today's episode is sponsored by House of Jazz Artist Development Program, a four-week program in London, UK, where we train your trilogy, mind, body, and soul. I truly believe it's just as important for artists to train their mindset as much as we train physically and creatively. So whether you are a new graduate or a professional artist looking to re-spark their career, we encourage you to join us as we open your mind, challenge your body, and inspire your soul. This program only happens twice a year, and it is truly life-changing. For more information, please visit houseofjazzcompany.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Out Theory with Christy Lee Manning. Today, I wanted to speak to you about boundaries, but specifically, I'm not going to get into boundaries on a whole. I mean, it's so vast anyways, but I wanted to speak about one specific revelation that I had the other day because I'm dealing with a situation where it's it's one of my most triggering, let me start that again. I'm dealing with a situation right now where one of my biggest triggers is being triggered, hmm. where I am being challenged to, to feel like I owe people time. And this is one of the, this is one of my biggest triggers for me, uh, in regards to triggering my overwhelm or anxiety is when people make me feel that is not language that I believe in. When I allow people to make me feel, cause it's a choice that I'm making to make me feel like I owe them time and I have so much that I want to do in my life and I am obsessed with learning how to be not necessarily more productive, but more productive by default in regards to I'm obsessed with learning how to manage my time better, how to set up my day better, because I want to be able to do all the things that I want to do, but I want to like how I do them. Because what I've realized is none of the things that I actually accomplish for the most part. There's a few things that if I accomplish, I'm like, that is just the golden ticket. But for the most part, a lot of the things that I want to do, it's not necessarily about the accomplishment. It's about how I get to that accomplishment and how I spend my day to day. My day to day is so important because that's all we have. And because I'm tired of suffering every single day just to accomplish something at the end of the year. Because I, what I've realized is that accomplishment at the end of the year doesn't is not worth the year of suffering because it didn't actually mean that much. But at the same time, it means a lot and would probably mean a lot more if I enjoyed how I got there. So anyway, one of my biggest triggers is if you fuck with how, if you, if you make me feel or if I allow you to make me feel like you are trying to dictate how I spend my time, you, I immediately shut down and I don't know how to deal with it. And I don't know how to tell you, I don't want to talk to you. I don't have time to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. You want to talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want, I just want you to be, I just want you to live your life. Have a great life. Share some things with me if you want, 
but there's there's so many people out there that I love. I love so much, but I don't need to I don't need to talk to them often, if at all. I don't know if this is strange. I've talked about this a little bit in regards to your love languages and your needs in regards to friendships because my love languages my love languages that exist within friendships are so much different than most people's I think or at least the people I've attracted up till now and my expectations and my needs within a friendship are quite different and um yeah just just different to what a lot what I have gathered from other people I have one friend that we share the, the same love languages and that's and that's why we're best friends because you know she's she's we our relationship pretty much exists on whatsapp like we facetime when we can and we do make more of an effort to facetime more frequently um because we want to invest in our relationship in that way but she never makes me feel bad if i don't feel like i have time or don't feel like i'm in the mood to be on facetime because i I live in another continent than my best friend and my entire family, including my husband. I'm on FaceTime all the fucking time. And sometimes I just want to be present and, and live and exist in the world that I'm in and not be pulled out of it by having to talk to somebody on the other side of the world. That might sound really harsh. Of course, I want to FaceTime my family all the time, but sometimes I just want to go for a walk and look at the freaking trees and the squirrels and not have to look at a screen. Anyway, so we're ranting. I digress. What I want to speak about is what I realized when I was trying to find a solution to this problem that I've created because we create our own problems. And the problem is that I don't know how to say, hi, I love that you want to catch up and you want to talk. I don't want to. How do you say that to somebody? Because I'm sitting here going, I can't call someone. I can't message someone and say, hi, it's really nice that you want to reach out and you want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to call you. I don't have time. And I don't have time isn't an excuse. It isn't. It means I'm not prioritizing you. But it's not something that people should, there's that word, take personally because it's not about you. It's about that person. That person might actually, you know, want to make time for you, but they feel so overwhelmed with their job or their children or whatever they might be suffering with with something else that makes them feel like they can't reach out at this time. And so it doesn't have anything to do with you but it is a fact that they're not they're not choosing to make time for you but that choice and specifically has nothing to do with you it's not something to take personally it's a choice that they're making and all I've wanted recently is the freedom to make my own choices and not have people feel bad about it but what I've realized is I'm entitled to not have to experience controversy I feel like because I'm so nice and so generous and so giving that I shouldn't have to ever experience controversy. And that's just ludicrous. We're all going to experience controversy. We're especially going to experience controversy if we're prioritizing ourselves and our own needs, which is something that I've never done. And I feel like every year I lose another friendship because I've decided to prioritize myself instead of prioritizing them. But it's just, it's breaking habits it's breaking behavioral patterns that i've had for 35 plus years and and i'm becoming a different person i'm making different choices i'm prioritizing different things and that quite often can lead to people going who do you think you are and that's something that i've had to you know overcome that fear of that of that judgment in specific 
in particular has been really hard to overcome. And so I was doing errands yesterday. I went to the bank. I went grocery shopping. I did so many things. Um, I bought a new book. I bought another notebook. God loves stationery. And as I was driving and I, as I was in that moment of, of peace and solitude, so powerful, I realized that Again, it was another one of those magic moments where I had allowed myself to be still enough and quiet enough in my own mind to allow the intuition to come through, to allow the inspiration to come through and the words to come through, my soul to speak, to be heard. You have to be so quiet. This is why meditation is so powerful, even though I was not meditating while I was driving. But the word, the sentence was, she's challenging a boundary you're too afraid to make. And I almost crashed the car. I didn't, but I almost, I just had one of those moments where you're like, you know, when you're quiet and you're alone and then all of a sudden you just start talking to yourself and you're like, oh my God. And I, I repeated this 700 times in my head so that I could remember to speak about it on a podcast because I thought it was so powerful and it's so true. It's powerful because it's true because she is challenging a boundary that I don't that I'm too afraid to make. And that boundary is, I want to have full and complete freedom in how I choose to spend my time. And if that means I am choosing not to call you or speak to you, I don't want to have to feel bad about that. And I am allowing you to make me feel bad about that. Whether I'm assuming how she's feeling, definitely massive assumptions there. I'm creating so many stories in my head about how disappointed she might be, how she might feel rejected, how she might react if I draw this boundary. But the boundary that I need to draw is complete and utter, utter freedom in regards to how I spend my time. And that means not accepting guilt if I, that I didn't earn, not accepting guilt that I didn't earn in regards to if I choose to spend my time not calling you or not being on FaceTime, I'm going to make that choice and not feel bad about it because this is what we often do. This is, this is another transition, another example of transitioning between self-recovery and self-accountability. This is a perfect example is I've recognized that I don't like giving away my time to things that I don't want to spend my time on anymore. It's excruciating, especially as with somebody that wants to accomplish and do so much in her life. It's excruciating to feel like she's wasting time. That is another huge trigger. And that doesn't mean that every moment in my life I need to be working. But what it does mean is I realize how much my time is precious. I want to do so much in a day. And I don't want to feel bad for wanting to prioritize those things because those things make me happy as opposed to sp be spending it having random catch up chats on FaceTime. I just don't, I don't value it. I don't know if that makes me a sociopath or a psychopath. I do with some people, but very few people. I don't need, the older I get, the fewer people I need in my life. And I find like, I find a lot of people will probably resonate with that. Um, And so, but what we do in that transition between self-recovery and self-accountability is the self-recovery 
moment of self-awareness or the self-recovery action, the, the practice of self-aware, um, sorry, the practice of self-recovery brings forth the realization of I'm spending time doing things I don't want to do. And that is self-sabotage 101. Cool. Now I want to transition into self-accountability. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to spend time doing things I don't want to do, but I'm going to feel bad about it because I'm not quite in a place of self-reliability, which would be choosing how to spend your time guilt-free. And I'm not there yet. Not quite, not with everything. I am still deciding to prioritize myself, but I feel bad about it. I'm feeling guilty about it. And it's because I'm still being challenged by a boundary that I'm not drawing. And that boundary is I am choosing how to spend my time guilt-free. I am choosing how to spend my time guilt-free. And that's allowing yourself to move past the storytelling, the fortune-telling, the assumptions of how somebody might react or feel to those decisions. Set yourself free from making those assumptions of how people are going to react or how they're going to feel. Set yourself free from knowing that you can't choose how they choose to react. All you can choose, you can't choose the reaction, you can just choose your action. And if you're proud of your action, if you're proud of how you're deciding to behave, if you're proud of your choices, if you're proud of what you say and how you say them, if you're proud of the boundaries that you're making, if you're proud of yourself for showing your, showing up for yourself, if you're, if you're proud of listening to what your soul needs, and if you need, and I, this happened over the pandemic too. Everyone just, you know, was stuck in different places all over the world. And my soul was just screaming for stillness and peace and solitude. And, and I didn't want to have to talk to people. And, and I also wanted the freedom to talk to some people and not have to talk to other people. Like I don't owe, I don't owe anyone anything. I'm not that special. I'm not that important. Don't allow people to make you think that you're that important, that if you, they don't have a conversation with you, that they're going to get that angry. If, if, if you're that important to somebody's in somebody's life, they need different priorities. I think they need to find things that they can't live without, that they don't want to stop doing just to have, you know, a random catch up or conversation. Like we, we need, we need communication we need connection with other people we need friendship of course we need friendship of course we need that but you are allowed to have your own definition of friendship and you are allowed to have your own expectations within a friendship i need different things than other people need and i want to give different things than other people want to give and that doesn't serve everybody but that doesn't mean that i have to change i don't have to change to be the friend that you want me to be i'm going to be the friend that i know how to be and if you don't like my love languages within my friendship, then maybe we can't be friends. But it doesn't mean that I don't love you. It just means that I can't give you what you want. And I know, I've said that before. And I just need to be brave enough to draw that boundary for myself and know that that might hurt somebody else. And I have to be okay with that. I have to be, I have to also be aware that they might not care. And that might be a story that I've completely made up in my head by making myself so important in their life. They might not give a shit. I might be making this whole thing so much bigger than it is. 
but I'm, I'm causing myself so much unnecessary suffering, as I've said a hundred times, because I'm allowing myself to be triggered or challenged by a boundary that I haven't made. If I made that boundary, then it wouldn't be nearly as excruciating if it was challenged because it would have been drawn. It would have been made already. Then this is, then this is, I think about so many other opportunities when, when people behave in a way they feel like they shouldn't, or when, when people behave in a way where they take advantage of you, when you feel like you're getting taken advantage of, this is what I want you to entertain. Am I feeling this frustration towards this person and feeling taken advantage of, or feeling like they're attempting to take advantage of me? Why? Because they're challenging a boundary that you've been too afraid to draw that you've been too afraid to make yet. You make that boundary, you draw that line, unnecessary suffering, gone. But you you have to overcome the fear of drawing that boundary in the first place. And boundaries are about respect. Boundaries are about respect, not just for yourself, but for the other person too. Setting up the expectations for how you want the relationship to, to exist, to be. It's not... Boundaries are not a dirty or dangerous or, or negative thing. They're a beautiful thing. They're a powerful thing. But yes, you do have to overcome fear quite often in order to draw those boundaries. And people will challenge your boundaries subconsciously most of the time, sometimes consciously. But people will always challenge boundaries that have not been drawn. And be grateful. I need to practice gratitude now that I that this has happened because this experience has allowed me to recognize that I haven't had a boundary drawn yet or made yet that I wanted made. It's, it's shown me a hole in my setup. It's shown me a, a, like a crack in the foundation or my blind spot. That's a better way of saying it. This whole experience has been a gift because it's allowed me to see a blind spot and the blind spot, it, the blind spot, <laughs> the blind spot is here's a boundary that you haven't drawn yet, Christy, and it's going to continue to be challenged and triggered until you draw it. And so that's all you need to do. So practice that when you feel frustrated, when you t- feel taken advantage of, when you feel like you're being challenged, step back and go, is this anxiety? Is this overwhelm? Is this frustration? Is this negative feeling happening because it's showing me that I haven't drawn a boundary that I've been too afraid to draw yet? And quite often that will be the answer. And then all you have to do is do the work to feel safe enough, ready enough to draw that boundary. And that's a whole other conversation. But let's practice that self-awareness first. And let's practice moving from that recognition that we discovered in self-recovery and practicing it, putting it into practice in a self-accountability and drawing those boundaries. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Inside Out Theory. We are so lucky to have you as a part of our community and very grateful for your support. If you liked today's episode, we encourage you to follow us on iTunes and Spotify, join our online community at Inside Out Theory, and share this episode with a member of your tribe. 
Remember, we are all stronger together. Thank you for listening to the Inside Out Theory. We could not be more passionate about supporting artists and entrepreneurs in their self-evolutionary journey, whether it's in mindset or business. Please connect with us at theinsideouttheory at gmail.com. Find us on social platforms at insideouttheory or find us online at theinsideouttheory.com. We so look forward to meeting you.